Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about water polo. Catalonia is one of the world's water polo hotspots. Catalan clubs are among the top teams in Europe and dominate the Spanish league. Coming up today, we have an interview with Felipe Perone. He's one of the sport's top stars, a four-time Olympian and captain of the Spanish national team. Perone is just back from the Champions League Final 8 in Belgrade, where his club, Athletic Barceloneta, won bronze. We'll also be explaining what the sport is all about and a little bit about the history of water polo here in Catalonia. Joining me today is Gerard Escatch-Folk. Hello, Gerard. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I thought a good place to start for people like myself who might not be overly familiar with the sport. What exactly is water polo? Well, as its name suggests, water polo is a water sport, a team sport played in the water with a yellow orangey color ball, like a football, but instead of white, orange. And there are goals, there are six outfield players and one goalkeeper. So, yeah. That's the basics. I read one description uh, from a Canadian water polo team that said, water polo is a team water sport which can be best described as a combination of swimming, soccer, basketball, ice hockey, rugby and wrestling. <laughs> like, where does the wrestling come into it? Like, getting the ball <laughs> off each other? Just yeah. Wrestling in the water? You know who's the winner? <laughs> the one that scores more goals. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not like wrestling. Um, yeah, so looking at the basics here, uh, two teams, four four quarters, uh, mm-hmm. eight minutes each, but the clock stops every time the ball goes out of play, so it takes about 12 minutes. I mean, it must be, I don't know, I find going swimming tiring enough. I can't imagine having to swim. You know, you're not allowed to touch the ground. That's one of the rules. Exactly. So you're afloat the whole time. Plus you're swimming up and down and plus you're wrestling with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the players can even swim for up to three kilometers per match. Okay. And we're talking about like eight minute quarters, like so like around 40 minutes in total. So very intense, very physical. But the game, that's the kind of modern game, but it's changed a little bit since its origins. <laughs> in fact, it started being called as football in the water. That's a a good name for football in the water, right? (laughs) Yeah, so like the first similar games were played in Great Britain in the mid to late 19th century, so around 1850s, 1870s. And this water rugby, as some other call it, came to be called water polo because of the English pronunciation of a Tibetan language. Right? Interesting. (laughs) So in Balti, a a language in in the area of Kashmir, the word polo, P-U-L-U, means ball. Right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and in fact, water polo is actually one of the oldest team sports at the Olympics. It started being played in Paris, not not 2024, yeah. Paris 1900, <laughs> in fact. And Great Britain dominated for the first couple of decades, but then they were overtaken by Hungary, Italy, the Netherlands, and Eastern European countries. And where does Catalonia come in then? Well, in fact, very early in the water polo history, in 1908, to be precise, on July 12th, here in Barcelona, that's where the first water polo match was played in Spain. It was a match between Club Natació Barcelona, one of the oldest swimming clubs here in Catalonia, against the cruise ship of an English boat that was like docking here in Barcelona for a couple of days. And they played a game in 1908. And you've sent a photo of it here, and I'm just looking at it. It's absolutely incredible, this photo. So this is from 115 years ago. And just to describe it, it looks like they're out in the middle of the ocean, obviously, in the Mediterranean. And there's men 
they're, they're all men, men on boats, like three little boats. And then I don't know how they've got the gold set up, it's just sticks in the water, like, but I don't know how they're supported or anything. And then just these heads bobbing, bobbing about. So that's the first game of water polo. And there's a photo of it. That's incredible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll put that on our website so you can check it out. But another big date in water polo history here in Catalonia is not 1908. It's decades long after, in 1992. 1992, the Olympic Games were here in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, it was a very big moment for water polo, especially for the Spanish team. Uh, just so you know, Spain had been taking part in the Olympics since 1920, so like years ago. But in 1992, water polo was like, became a success here in Barcelona because the team, the Spanish national team, reached the final, they lost against Italy, but they lost because of just seconds. It was a, it was a kind of a heroic defeat, the last minute mm-hmm. defeat. It was one of the most watched water polo games so far. It had like several extra times added. So it was like historical and the water polo team just not appeared out from nowhere because it had been competing for years in the Olympics, but that year, it made history. And even some of the players and stuff, they became very well-known figures in Catalonia mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, one of them is Manel Estiarte, who was named the best water polo player in the world for seven consecutive years. <laughs> Incredible. Between 1986 and 1992, so like... A real icon. Yeah, you could say Messi from yeah, the time. Yeah, Messi of water polo. <laughs> and he's not related to water polo anymore, but now he's working as part of the coach team at the Manchester City team um, with Pep Guardiola. Guardiola. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. So that year in 1992, Spain didn't win the gold medal. They came second. They won the silver medal because of those 40 la- 42 last seconds of the game that they saw Italy overturning the result. However, they won the in Atlanta in 1996. Four years later, they won gold. Mm-hmm. And there's a film about the, the defeat, the, the 1992 Olympics mm-hmm. final. Mm-hmm. It's in Spanish. It's a 2022 movie, 42 segundos. Known so it's called 42 seconds, literally. Mm-hmm. Or in English, it's called as the final game or Olympics. Okay. Right. Just Olympics. Olympics. Okay. Well, that's a hard one to Google, isn't it? Olympics film. So we're talking about the Spanish men's national team, but nearly everyone involved plays at Catalan clubs and most of them are in fact Catalan. So <laughs> at the last Olympics in Tokyo, six of the men's team were Catalans and an incredible 12 out of 13 of the women's team were uh, Catalan as well. Uh, we haven't mentioned the women's team and I, I, can't, I was looking at this, I can't believe it, that there was no women's water polo at the Olympics until 2000, like literally 100 years mm-hmm. after the men's. There was exhibition matches at the Summer Olympics in Sydney and in 2004, competitive women's water polo began at the Olympics. But It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, the women's team, the Spanish women's team, won the silver medal in Tokyo in 2020 or 2021, depending on wherever. It was the 2020 <laughs> Olympics, which took place in 2021, <laughs> thanks to the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. They lost to the US and that was the second time the women's team was almost gonna reach the goal because in 2012 in the London Olympic Games they also came second and they also won the silver not the gold one but and away from the Olympics just in the last year the men's team won gold in the World Aquatics Championships and the women's team won gold in the European Water Polo Championships so there you can see just how much success there is at the minute one of the most successful players playing in Catalonia at the minute is a Spanish-Brazilian player called Felipe Perroni Uh, Gerard, you were lucky enough to speak to him recently in an iconic place as well. Mm -hmm. 
iconic for water polo, iconic for Barcelona, iconic for everything. I interviewed him at the Piscinas Municipales de Montjuic, Montjuic Swimming Pools, public swimming pool here in Barcelona. Those are some of the swimming pools that were part of the 1992 Olympic Games during the water polo competition. There's a very famous image of the diving competition, someone diving off the board, mm-hmm. and you can see the skyline of Barcelona in the background. You can yeah, see the Sagrada Familia. Exactly. And it was also part of Kylie Minogue's slow video clip. It was indeed, it was video. indeed. <laughs> um, so you spoke to Felipe Peroni. I mean, just looking at his biography here, absolutely incredible. So he was born in Rio de Janeiro, uh, Brazil. He's represented both Spain and Brazil. Uh, he plays in Barcelona now. He plays for Athletic Barceloneta, the most successful team here at the minute. He won the World Player of the Year in 2018. Uh, he's been to four Olympics and he was twice named in the team of the tournament. He's won 15 Spanish League titles with two clubs. Uh, he's won Champions League titles, uh, European Champions League titles, with three different clubs in three different countries. So as well as uh, in Catalonia, a Croatian club and Italian club as well. He is quite simply one of the best water polo players in the world. Uh, here is Gerard speaking to Felipe Perrone. It's a sunny day here in Barcelona and we are speaking with Felipe Perrone, a water polo player for Barcelona's club Athletic Barceloneta and the captain of the Spanish national team. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. You just came back from the Champions League final eight after a remarkable third place. It was a pity that it couldn't be the second Champions League title you uh, for Club Barceloneta. How is the feeling after this season with the club? Uh, it was beautiful. We won the Super Cup here in Spain. We won the King's Cup in Spain. We won the league in Spain. And the Champions League, of course, we were tried our best. We tried to win, but like the third place, it's great. It's to be the third place in Europe. It shows how the how our club and how the sport in Barcelona are in a really high level. We are now in one of the most important venues of Barcelona's 1992 Olympic Games. Was that Olympic Games a turning point for water polo here in Barcelona and Catalonia? For sure, it was one of the like the best games in history. And uh, I think everyone here in Barcelona, actually in Spain, maybe in the world, remember this great game, this great final against Italy. Unfortunately, Spain lost in penalty, in penalty, no, but losing the extra time. It was a milestone in our sport, and it, in this place, it's a, a special place to our city. What do you think makes Barcelona one of the world's water polo meccas here? I think um, we have a lot of swimming pools, which is important. And the other thing is like the management that the, that like how the city viewed the sport and how they organize. So the concessions of many swimming pools are like the clubs that had this concession. They invest in water polo. They try to, to make the best in water polo. And this kind of system that was created for the Olympic Games keep it going. Like I think in many countries, the swimming pools and the gyms are all just connection with the private companies. And and in, the, in Barcelona, we have that association, those clubs that their goal is not just to to make the it like the, the make it the business model works, but to to invest in sport too. Changing a little bit the topics, you are the captain of the Spanish male water polo team. The team you are leading, but also the female team, have seen huge success recently. Why is that? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's I think it's so important this moment that uh, the women they have the, the opportunity to to dedicate themselves to this sport, and uh, and one of the key of the success too. It's like we have a. a 
high-level center here in, in Barcelona, where the kids, the children can from 14 to 17 years old study and play and have all the, the best facilities, one of the best facilities in the world. And uh, the women's warrant in this program, and like I think 10 or 15 years ago, they started to, to be in this program too. And like then the results just come, it was it was amazing. And uh, it's in San Cugat actually, this this uh, this venue, this center. And, uh, but it's really, really, it's a really close connection with the results. Like um, we can see that since the program starts in this high level center, the results came. But, for example, Spain doesn't have the water polo tradition that Serbia, Croatia, Hungary has. Yeah, that's true. I think mm, other countries like Croatia, Hungary, Serbia, water polo is maybe one of the three first sports. And, uh, but here in Barcelona, it's, it's a good thing because we have a lot of sports, so we need to compete with many, with many other sports, the attention of the crowd. But I think step by step, many more people are knowing our sport and enjoying our sport. It's, it's to play in the water, and this is beautiful. And if someone can try it, and, uh, and if their children, if they want to bring them to water polo, it's a really, really amazing sport. And I, I don't go against swimming, but swimming is just swim, and uh, water polo is playing in the water. So who love to play, <laughs> take water polo. <laughs> And obviously, uh, we've seen a huge increase of people like paying attention to water polo. Is that driven because of the success of the Spanish or, or the club's success here in Barcelona and across Catalonia? Or is that because it's more international and now it's more mainstream? I think both things, but for sure the most important thing is the actually the war polo the spanish war polo as i'm the captain it's totally the catalonia war polo to be through like before there were teams in madrid in other places that was giving many players to the national team but now let's say that to be a high level war polo player you need to be in, in in barcelona in catalonia and this is like uh this is something which is it's good it's uh it would be better if all Spain was investing in making the, the sport better, but like, thanks God we have, we have Barcelona here and I think as we start here to, to get the results, many more people start to know the sport and, and the sport is, is, is really growing. I guess you're already preparing for the next season, which is going to end with the Olympic Games in Paris. How is the team preparing for that? Uh, the Olympic Games is the most beautiful moment in the sport. Like, it's it's really when it's a time when like small sports like water polo get big. So it's a you like we share moments with the most important athletes in the world. It's a really really special moment. I, I, I was. I was lucky enough to be in the last four Olympic Games. I hope to be in the fifth in Paris. And, and of course, if, if we get there, we are going to the gold. <laughs> That's something that couldn't happen here in Barcelona in 1992. Looking forward for a gold medal in 2024? Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's, we, in Tokyo, we finished fourth. We lost the semifinals in one like historic game against Serbia. And now we feel we won the World Championships last year, so we're really, we're really confident that we can do it. And where do you see Felipe Perrone after 2024? Uh, probably resting in the Barcelona Beach or something like this. <laughs> I don't know yet. Like I'm just enjoying the game and enjoying the city. I, I was like playing Croatia, I was playing Italy. Now I'm here in the city that I love. Uh, and I, I'm really, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but probably not, not probably 100% here in Barcelona. Mm -hmm.
That's Felipe Peroni. Glad to hear that he is hanging about Barcelona. Thanks to him for speaking to us. What a career, what an athlete. His fifth Olympics coming up next year uh, and he'll be 38 at them, which I think is incredible because it's such a physically demanding sport as well. Yeah, exactly, because you are like the around 40 minutes that the game lasts uh, treading water the whole time. Yeah. Like, there is even a special technique called the egg beater kick. The egg beater kick. Like, it's great. Yeah. Great like, name. Just trying to be afloat. Can, well, not yeah, trying. They're they not trying. They just like achieve being afloat. Well, because I've seen matches when I've been to the swimming pool here, and it's amazing how high they get out of the water and stuff mm-hmm. as well. So, it must be that the famous egg beater kick. Um, but it's interesting listening to that, you know, talking about the high performance center in San Cugat, just outside Barcelona, that as soon as the schemes are opened up to women, the effect that had on the women's game here as well. Catalan clubs dominate the Spanish league, both in the women's game and the men's game, mm-hmm. Gerard. Exactly. In the men's professional league, Divisio d'Honor, since the year 2000, there has always been a Catalan winner. So that's tw- 23 years and counting. Yeah, it's mainly been Barcelona, Club Natació Athletic Barcelona. And nine out of the 12 clubs that take part in this league are Catalan. That's incredible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So this season, Barcelona won the men's league again. They beat Sabadell in the men's final. Uh, it's not just Barcelona that has the big clubs. Sabadell, Terrassa, these mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the Ruby. Met- Ruby, a lot of clubs in the metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And um, Barcelona having lost to Sabadell twice in the league when it counted in the men's final they won and that's their 23rd league title <laughs> yeah but Sabadell didn't go empty handed because Sabadell beat Matador in the women's final this year and they got their 20th league title so it's been like a competition between like only Catalan teams. Yeah, the f- both finalists in the men's and women's were, were from Catalonia. In fact, the women's league has only ever been won by Catalan teams. And I am delighted to say that the first ever winner in the 1987-88 season was Molines de Rey, which is where I live. You know, it's like a, it's a small town. And well, there we go. We had oh. the first women's water polo champions of Spain. <laughs> And the swimming pool I used to go to as well, the Mediterranean, uh, which is in Sants and Barcelona. An amazing swimming pool, by the way, because it's like in this old industrial factory that's been uh, mm-hmm. converted. Incredible building. Uh, they're incredibly successful too. So Yeah, they have 11 titles. <laughs> I, I've never played uh, water pool. I don't think I could. But at least, you know, I've kind of been close to glory. <laughs> what about you? Have you, ever, have you ever taken part in water pool? Uh, well, that... Joke water polo that you play with friends in the swimming pool in summer, like just put like a back at the end of the swimming pool just to mark the goal. So it's like it's, it's like what Felipe said. It's like playing in the water, isn't it? So that, that's what you've done. No? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you do want to get involved, there are dozens of water polo clubs in Catalonia. So the best thing to do is go along and ask them if you're mm-hmm. interested. I don't know. I think it might be hard to get into as an adult. I think maybe it's something that, I mean, you never know. But, it, you know, if looking at the photos of these teams, like they're all... You have to be pretty athletic. Yeah, well, but you can always play uh, amateur if you don't if you don't feel professional enough to play water polo. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I was looking as well. At, like, the, there's so many clubs. Um, I was checking out where this Barceloneta club is, and looking on Google Maps, there's only 300 meters between. Athletic Barceloneta Swimming Club and Barcelona Swimming Club. So that must be some rivalry. Yeah, well, they are one of the oldest clubs here, and as we said before. So rivalry has been growing up for years and years. If you want to watch matches, they're actually televised on free-to-air on Teledeporte. Um, so there you go. You don't even have to get pay for a, a sports subscription, you know. It's not it's not like football. It's all it's, all it's always welcome. <laughs> 
And coming up, uh, the Spanish women's team, which, as we kind of joked earlier, is the Catalan women's team. Uh, they've got a big uh, tournament coming up soon, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are going to compete at the quarterfinal against Italy for the 2023 Finland Women's Water Polo World Cup. And that's in Long Beach, California on June 23rd to 25th. Good luck to them. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Gerard? Ana Peix. Ana Peix, which is like to, to, to walk fish or to go fish or something. <laughs> no? Yeah, literal translation would be that one. But Ana Peix means to be a little bit lost on what you need to do and like not having all the knowledge that you would need. So like a little bit me and you being here, Ana Peix talking about water polo because <laughs> we have never played water polo. Or like we're in exam season now, so if you're going to exam a little bit underprepared, you could be anapesh, anapesh, like walk, going fish. I don't know, anapesh. That's us for today. Thanks again to Felipe Peroni for speaking to us. Uh, thank you, Gerard, as well. It's our pleasure. And a special shout out to your friend, Marty. I hope you're listening, Marty, uh, who helped facilitate the interview with Felipe as well. Thanks very much for listening. Our next episode is out next Friday because it's San Juan and we're doing a podcast all about San Juan, a really big kind of party festival here. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios.